What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Hey, 
welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, it is now time for part three, our final part in our tribute befitting of a queen for the now late great Miss Tina Turner. How can you do better than that? Well, I'm going to sure as hell try, but we kicked off the show today in mighty fashion with something I've long considered to be possibly the greatest duet of all time, for my money, in my opinion. Early on in my life, I was like, man, I don't know if it gets better than that. It's only love. Brian Adams with Tina Turner. You can imagine Brian being like, holy hell, I get to do stuff with Tina here. He wound up writing songs and producing a track for Break Every Rule in 86 with her. So between that and duetting on the Reckless album with It's Only Love, just amazing. Like I said, one of the best duets. I'm sure I'm forgetting some other all-time greats, but if I'm easily making a top five here, that goes on there without a doubt. That thing is just a beast. I remember the video was excellent, just the, the passion they put into that singing right there, both people really at their peak. It's just awesome to hear that kind of stuff. And I actually saw Brian live a few years ago, and that's the closest I ever came to hearing Tina Turner live. He actually, out of respect, I feel, because it was kind of funny, but also at the same time, like, I was like, you know what? That's showing a lot of respect for Tina. He doesn't sing her parts. He has her singing on a tape via the video screen and have the lips moving <laughs> it's just i was like wow okay so it's like a tina head on the screen singing the part because i mean really who else could sing that no one no one could sing that no one could even really approach that i don't think so uh, come to think of it i don't know if anybody's ever actually had the balls to cover that version either so there you have it it's only love originally from brian adams reckless album and any subsequent tina turner best of worth their weight in gold have you seen that picture that surfaced recently of like them all backstage at Live Aid in London? And it's great because you see like this rock royalty and they're all standing around and Tina's sitting in a chair. I don't know if she asked for a chair for this photo session or if they just brought her one, but it's like they're presiding over the queen here. It's just uh, like it's just she's holding court, literally. It's a great photo. Eric Clapton can't even ruin that photo. Bob Dylan couldn't ruin that photo. Okay. But it's awesome. Go look it up. It's like, like backstage at Live Aid, like I said. So let's get into some more thematic twofers here as we're entering the end of our all-time Tina Turner concert set list here. And we're going to have her throw down with some of the all-time great soul classics in the history of American music. So I'm just going to have her surprise you with them. Take it away, Tina. Oh, yeah. Now I want to sing some of the songs of my idols. Wilson Pickett, Sam Cooke, Al Green. The first one is Midnight Hour.
It's such a massive joy to hear some of the greatest songs of all time performed by one of the greatest singers of all time, and there's no doubt about that. But yes, that twofer right there kicked off with In the Midnight Hour, of course, made famous by Wilson Pickett and covered very tastefully there by Miss Tina Turner. We finished off that twofer with the Sam and Dave classic, Hold On, I'm Coming. That is one of the great songs ever. If you haven't really dived in on Sam and Dave, once again, just talking about the great American soul music of all time, Sam and Dave deserve to be in the high end of that conversation. Great Stax artist. So, yeah, man. Hold on, I'm coming. Tina, that was from that 2009 show that I pulled some audio from already. but And that Midnight Hour performance is from a live VHS from 1987. So we got to remaster these things and put them on Blu-ray and DVD and all that stuff and get some live albums going. I, I can't wait to buy all of this stuff up because I will definitely be doing that. Oh, what's that you say? You want to hear some more Wilson Pickett type stuff? Well, uh, here you go. We're going to go with what, what I consider to be the main set closer here tonight on the show. We're main set closing early in this episode because we're going to have a big double, maybe even triple encore. So finishing off the main set of this set list right here. Where can you go after this? Well, stay tuned. It's going to be a mother right here. So... Full disclosure, I'm not playing Proud Mary. I, I love Proud Mary. I love all versions of it. Of course, the Tina Turner version is the best version. I did cut it out just for the sake of the fact that I feel like everybody's heard it. So I'm having Tina. And this other song made famous by Otis Redding. Otis has the most famous version of this song. He didn't do it originally. I think I've talked about that on the show. But I, I don't know how you could not close a main set with anything almost but this in an ultimate concert set list. So here's Tina with her version of Land of a Thousand Dances. Turn it up.
once again and by the way thanks to the person that uploaded the 87 vhs concert there to youtube i massively appreciate it you contributed a good amount to this tribute here yes that was land of a thousand dances by tina turner what a dynamic performance man you just want her covering your stuff don't you but yes right there closing off what i consider to be the main set list here and yes feel like Tina Turner being one of the greatest performers of all time and I wish I could have been witness to that but just watching this footage and seeing her even just in video over the years you know it to be a fact that she was one of the greatest performers of all time so I think she's got it in her she is good enough for sure Tina's gonna do three encores here for tonight so let's get into encore number one this is gonna be fun I don't know if you have heard these before for sure. I'm not saying that to be snobby. It's because these particular versions were never on anything official that Tina ever put out. So last year on the show, during the odds and ends of 1982, I believe, we were playing something off of the encore set. Speaking of encores, the encore set of Rod Stewart's live album that he did. And I was saying someone had the wherewithal and amazing vision to close off that show with Rod doing Stay With Me with Kim Carnes and Tina Turner. Three of the great raspy voices of all time right there, arguably. But what a moment that was to have those three people sing that song right then and there. And around that same time, 1981 to be specific, there's a live concert that got taped and they threw down on yet another Rod Stewart song. And the best thing about this is the fact that we all know one of the things that you immediately think of when it comes to Tina Turner. She knows it. So of course we know it, but it's also important that she knows it for sure. And that's what makes it important. That's what makes it empowering. So we are going to do a twofer here in tribute to Tina Turner's legs. Enjoy. And I know you will.
ladies and gentlemen.
How nice of Tina to pay tribute to the thing we were all thinking about. We would see her on stage. That was a twofer. Tina Turner singing about legs. We kicked things off with her and Rod Stewart and his band doing hot legs with Tina. And yes, it actually did happen at some point in time in history, which may be a perfect moment in music history at this random show. I'm, a, I'm just going to say it was a one and done, but I like to think that she probably did this on the whole tour. But this one point, we're rolling tape here in San Bernardino in 1993, and she busts out the now decade-old ZZ Top song, Legs. Tina Turner actually covered Legs. How amazing is that? I love it. And once again, where do you go from here? You know we've got some all-time Tina songs that I still haven't played. Like I said, I'm not including Proud Mary, as great as it is. But we are going to play some obvious songs, and what I'm going to do here... For the majority of these last two encores is, yes, you're going to know these songs very well, but I'm going to find you some interesting alternate versions for you to hopefully enjoy. So the song that brought her back to the dance, the song that won all the awards, heavy rotation on MTV, the whole shebang. It was a triple crown winner. What's love got to do with it? I mean, I this was easily my introduction to her and... I think it's safe to say that as popular as she was in the 60s and 70s, she was never more popular than at this point because not only did she probably win back any fan that she ever had from back in the day, she gained millions, millions of new fans. It was because of What's Love Got to Do With It and the majority of the Private Dancer album. But yeah, that just became one of those records I would see in every house I would go to. You know I know this? Because like... I was that weird kid that was already into music and I would go to people's houses and I would start looking through their records. I was just that weirdo kid. But yeah, I just that was what's one of those albums you get used to seeing so much so I saw that album so much that I still think I own it on vinyl. <laughs> I have balked on that album so many times and not bought it over the years, strictly because of the fact that I thought I already owned it for decades. You have records like that? I'm sure some of you out there that are like psychopathic record and CD collectors have had that moment. And that's why I do Google Doc now. But yes, getting back to what's love got to do with it, I figured we have to play it, right? I mean, we have to. So I'm going with this one right here. Here is, and I'm consistently fascinated by the 12-inch remix thing. So I figured, hey, there's got to be one for this. The song's too big to not have one. As luck would have it, one does exist. And I know it came out... Of course, you know, on the vinyl market back in the day, but it did wind up on the anniversary edition of Private Dancer. So why not stretch it out a bit? It's only her biggest hit of all time. So to kick off the second encore here, we've got Tina with the 12 inch extended remix of What's Love Got to Do With It. Thank you. 
right, Tina right there with What's Love Got to Do With It. One of the all-time most successful crossover singles, I think, ever. And you know how I know that? Speaking of the video, I had this MTV compilation. Still have it. Uh, MTV's Rock and Roll to Go. I still remember that. I have it on record. And that's one of the only quote-unquote R&B artists that are on that compilation. So hearing What's Love Got to Do With It side-by-side with like Lick It Up and Round and Round and Shake It Up and dance hall days like that's that's when you know like that that's a crossover for sure so it was really cool to know that that song was so huge that you could easily put it on any compilation people like yeah that's awesome that's one of the reasons i'm buying this (laughs) yeah and we are not done with the extended versions right here we got a few more to go and i realize i'm kind of interrupting in the middle of the second encore so let's get back to the music but i needed to break this up a little bit because not only am i going to play an extended mix a very popular Tina Turner song, but I'm going to do something I rarely do. I'm going to go to the YouTube crowd, and I'm not talking about just pulling random audio from a concert like I've been doing on and off here during this three-part tribute. Going to the fans right here, the actual fans that do these passion projects and just put them out there because there's you can't make money with it. If you're using licensed material, there's even a good chance that maybe nobody will hear it. It'll get pulled off, copyright dinged, which is stupid because... This isn't any kind of money-making thing. Trust me, these people don't make money. (laughs) Take it from someone who's been podcasting for a decade. You lose money. So, that being said, this ultimate fan right here took this song. And I don't know, maybe, maybe he's not like a huge Tina Turner fan. Maybe he's just a huge fan of the thing that it comes from. But either way, this version is tremendous. It's just like, it's so well done you would think that you could have bought this on a 12-inch single back in the day. And that's what technology has allowed us here. And I I dig it. This is the positive side of technology. So check this out. I'm going to give credit to this guy. His name is, and I'm going to butcher his name because I think it's an international name, but let's try. Gillis Noydens or Giles Noydens or something to that effect. G-I-L-L-E-S-N-U-Y-T-E-N-S. So he took this song and basically took all the versions that he could find of it to extend it into an over 10-minute version. Yes, I'm going to play something bordering around 11 minutes here. But the song is epic enough in itself. I love the fact that there's this over-the-top, massively long version of it. And I feel like I cannot properly pay tribute to Tina, number one, without playing this particular song. But I feel like this is the way to go. It's so damn epic, and I think you know where I'm going here. In 1985, this song right here was just, it took the momentum the private dancer had and just kept it going, and it's just one of those songs, man. Still gives me a chill, and as absurd as the source material for this is, the song still rules, and proof positive Some really cool people over the years have covered this song, and I think you know who I'm talking about. But let's just leave it at that to finish off the second of three encores here tonight for the Tina Turner Tribute Show. Here is this really cool fan version, super awesome and professionally done version of We Don't Need Another Hero.
All right. What a journey that was. That was the fan remix extended version of We Don't Need Another Hero from Tina Turner. That guy, Mr. Noyden's band, he, and he said like he used all the different versions. Like The original mix has most of the best stuff on it. And he used the, an instrumental mix, 12-inch mix, and he just combined it all. And he's like, I thought this was going to be really easy, and it wound up being really hard. So once again, just want to give it up to the guy, and I'd like to throw him any kind of bone I can for that great passion project he did right there. So I don't mind giving it up to the YouTubers if they're doing cool shit like this. Good on you. Keep them coming. I'll keep playing them. And that ends encore number two of our big Tina Turner tribute. We've got two more songs to go. And by the way, I should mention this before we get to the other two songs. I didn't even plan this in advance, but as luck would have it, the last two songs you heard, What's Love Got to Do With It and We Don't Need Another Hero, were actually written by the same songwriting duo, Graham Lyle and Terry Britton. So massive key players in the big Tina Turner comeback. So definitely give it up for those guys as well. And as luck would have it, I didn't realize this, just a coincidence as far as the way I just put this show together. I felt the need to play my favorite two Tina songs as the final, final encore, encore number three. So I'm going to tell you all the details about the two songs you're going to hear as a way of just once these songs are played i'm going to be done with this tribute because there's nowhere to go after it because first of all i'm going to be like just way too tired to deal with it emotionally and and what have you but uh so yeah let's get into it right here so the first of these two songs is going to be one of her big hits ever a song called the best or as most people know it as simply the best and i always thought this song had a weird journey because I've seen this song mostly adopted as like a sports anthem. And in the context of the chorus, I get the fact that that's why it's used that way. But this is a damn love song. So I've always kind of resented the fact that like the sports people hijacked it. But, you know, whatever. I'm not like totally bitter about it. But I was like, you know, you shouldn't hear this like in sports montages as much as you should probably hear it at almost every wedding you go to. Because it is lyrically, it's one of the ultimate love songs of all time. Pay attention when it comes on. But some fun facts surrounding the best, because I've known these things and I'm happy to share them here with you. Some fun facts, and they actually tie in very decently to the last song of the night. So I think I actually mentioned this quite a few episodes ago, but sometime this year when we did our John Riggin tribute episode, I mentioned that John played bass on the Bonnie Tyler album, Hide Your Heart. And that's where that whole Hide Your Heart thing comes from. But also on that album contains the original version of the song, The Best. So Bonnie Tyler actually did sing it first. And in a weird series of events here, on that same record, Hide Your Heart record by Bonnie Tyler, she covers Tina Turner's Don't Turn Around, which had already appeared on Break Every Rule two years prior. So she covers Tina, and then she sings the song that Tina would take to enormous, enormous status with The Best. So... I don't know if all that happened because of her doing a Tina cover and Tina heard the album, I'm assuming, and there's like this song. We gotta do this. I don't know. This is all theory, but I'd like to think that that's the case. A couple of other fun facts about the best is on this Tina Turner version, the of course, the definitive version, all due respect to Bonnie, but I think even Bonnie would tell you, much like a handful of people in musical history, once Tina covers your song, it, it's their song. So on this Tina Turner version, which is from Foreign Affair in 1989, 
I found out very recently that the great Edgar Winter plays saxophone on it, so that's fun. Uh, also, this song was written by two of the great song doctors, in my opinion, of all time, Mike Chapman and Holly Knight. So a lot going for this song right here, which it's got just a formula of a winner, and it really is. And so that's why the best, uh, you're going to hear, this song is probably only going to just gain popularity as time goes on, because this will be one of the main songs that people will reference for Tina's career. Easily in the top five that you'll hear about. And you'd be like Proud Mary, Nutbush City Limits, What's Love Got to Do With It, the last song I'm going to play here in the best. And this last song, speaking of which, is Better Be Good to Me. And as a kid growing up and witnessing the whole comeback, even though I didn't have any idea of the story, I was like, okay, this woman I'm seeing now a lot on MTV and hearing a lot on the radio. So I just assumed that she was a new artist. I didn't get that context until maybe like a year or two later. And I started to understand, you know, what life things were about. So even before I knew all that, this song always got me. And it's one of those handful of songs. And I've said it over the years, like, man, I'm jealous of you women and your anthems. Cause this is a damn anthem. And it's really just speaks to whoever thought to put this song in her hands and have her cover it because it is a cover it was actually originally written once again by holly knight and mike chapman and nikki chen of chen chapman and it was originally recorded by a band called spider in 1981 which is talked about john reagan there's kiss tie-ins there anton fig was the drummer for spider and bo hill who was a big rock producer especially in the 80s produced a lot of records that we bought he was the keyboard player in spiders so there's some, some other fun stuff to mark out for but getting back to this song right here, when I heard this song, this is the song that really sold me on Tina. You know, I understood that What's Love Got to Do With It is a really good song, and I understood why it was popular. But when this damn thing came out, which I believe is the follow-up single, and I saw that video, and I was like, man, I believed everything that she said. I knew, especially years later, just hearing the song over and over again, like I knew how important this song was as far as her telling her story. And at the end of the day, you, you don't even need that context because I didn't need that as a kid. I just knew the song fucking rocked. So good. And it still gives me a chill to this day. Now, I never get sick of hearing or seeing Better Be Good To Me because it's just one of the best songs ever. It really is. I've played this song on my show years ago. I was doing actually the ultimate comebacks of all time. And it wants a couple of more facts about the video since I talked about the video. I don't know which fact is more interesting, the fact that they even did choreography for the video, because there is some choreography in it, but Tony Basil, the great Tony Basil, choreographed the video, and it was filmed at the Beverly Theater, which is now the new Beverly Cinema in Los Angeles, California. That theater is now owned by Quentin Tarantino. So there you have it. So yes, I say all that to play you my two favorite Tina Turner songs of all time. We're going to kick off this twofer with the best, and like I did on the previous two songs, going to play a different mix of the best, because I've always preferred this version. I think it's a version that they probably tried to service to rock radio or something like that, but it's called the Extended Muscle Mix, which it just has more rock things going for it. For <laughs> And I think, like, I don't even have to explain that. It's just, it's beefed up, it's got more bass, it's got more guitar on it, heavier drums, everything is just pulled up a little bit higher in the mix. The original mix is a tad vanilla, 
And there's probably a reason I didn't see it so much on MTV as it probably was maybe a heavy rotation on VH1 at the time, let's just say. But if a rock station was going to play it, they would have and should have played this version right here. So we're going to play the extended muscle mix of the best. But then we're just going to close off with the OG, the original, original version of Better Be Good To Me. Because how could I not? It is the best Tina Turner song for my money. And I'm sure a lot of people share that opinion. So you don't have to fight us. We're in mass. We're going to win. So let's get into the third and final encore here. Starting off with the best and going into better be good to me and you better turn it up if not for me do it for tina
Closing off the show here tonight and finishing up encore number three with the best, followed by Better Be Good to Me. Man, I, I got to say it over and over again. I never get sick of Better Be Good to Me. And I was, you know, of course, I was being a little critical about the overall production of her catalog. But even with some of the misgivings I might have about certain songs on Private Dancer, there is just something about that song with that sound and that production and the instruments and just everybody playing on it, her vocal take, that thing was a damn perfect storm. There are very few real perfect moments of music, and I do believe that is one of them. Not just because Tina has recently passed. I'm not bandwagoning this at all. I have loved that song since I first heard it like in 1985. Never looked back. It is one of the best songs ever. So there you go. I hope you have been through this whole journey here with me, our three-part Tina Turner tribute. Hey, man, at this point, I've been doing this show for over a decade. There's no money to be had here. I absolutely 1,000% do this for the love. And when it comes time to pay tribute to some of these all-time artists, I am absolutely more than happy to do it. And I equally hope that you have that kind of love when you listen to these episodes. So please reach out to me. I'm always around. And I'd love to hear from you. Let me know if you've never been a Tina person and what you thought of these. I kind of like to hear those almost more. But we can also do some shared stuff as well. So, yeah, man. Everybody out there, I love you all. Thank you for tuning in to these three-part episodes. Please stay tuned to the show. Uh, Follow it any way you can. If you're following it on Spotify or Podchaser or both, that'd be great. Leave reviews, all that jazz. But once again, rest in peace. The all-time queen of rock and roll, not just of R&B or soul or dance, but I would say that Tina Turner was absolutely the queen of rock and roll. And it's a sad thing that she's left us, but I'm glad that she existed in our lifetime. So until we meet again, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs, and followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10 and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on SiriusXM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, 
but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.